Welcome to the new How to Sports Podcast from North Carolina. That's the Lounge 167 Podcast. I'm your host, Chris. You already know I got my two favorite codes with Mike and Johnny. Let's get it. Yeah, yeah, we in the building, baby. Oh, week, man, for me with, uh, you know, Duval going on, a lot going on down there. <laughs> yeah. Somebody, somebody, Mike. Hey, somebody. Big Mike. What's that? I know the feeling, man. Don't, don't feel too bad, man. Don't feel bad. Y'all both did get raised, but, I mean, you know, not like that, but you know what I mean. Y'all got clean, y'all clean house, y'all clean house, but we'll get, we'll get in that later. Um. Somebody took, sure. somebody took a little trip to New York, you know what I'm saying? How, how, how you feeling, man? Boy, don't you do that <laughs> shit, boy. Why you got to do it like that? <laughs> oh, oh, y'all. Let, let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let me tell you, boy. I went to New York, man. I, I stayed straight in the damn house. I didn't go no damn where. I got my shit and I came back home. I wasn't bullshitting. I was not. I ain't even, look, I ain't even go out to get nothing to eat. Everything I did, DoorDash, man. I ain't, <laughs> you know, your boy good. <laughs> your boy good, though. Oh, man. Uh, I'm all good, baby. Uh, before we get into it, we just want to say rest in peace to uh, uh, Chad Bozeman. Uh, we want to say rest in peace to Cliff Branch. And we also want to say rest in peace to Coach John Thompson, man. Uh, yes, sir. 2020 has been a, a rough year as far as uh, losing the iconic people in our culture, man. Uh, it's been It's been pretty rough, man. 2020 been pretty rough. It's been rough but it's been a blessing at the same time been a blessing at the same time uh, appreciate you acknowledging that man oh yeah oh yeah um so let's get into it you know last episode we talked about the uh the nba boycotting you know and uh they boycotted and had uh they had players and owners meetings um some of the things that they came to agreement on was uh established a social injustice coalition featuring reps on players and coaches and the governors uh, convert teams' arenas into uh, voting locations for 2020 general election, create advertising spots in the playoff games that promote uh, civic engagement in local and national elections. Um, this this meeting, uh, it got kind of it was kind of got kind of steamy because uh, LeBron uh, he didn't really he wasn't really LeBron James yeah he wasn't really feeling it. Um, he he, he was kind of upset that the uh, Bucks boycotted and didn't. Uh, have a plan after they boycotted. Uh, they had a meeting where uh, the, the clip, where the Lakers and the Clippers, they just got up and uh, walked out and said they was ready to lead a bubble. And uh, I think LeBron made a comment during the meeting, if I'm not mistaken, that, that he had to look out for the guys beneath him. And that kind of uh, mm. rubbed the players. It would have rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. It, it, 
So uh, do y'all think the way the way LeBron acted out? I ain't even mentioned the uh, he got on the uh, the owners call. What's the owners and players uh, call, Mike? I can't. Yeah. I think it was like a one player from each team or something like that. Yeah, and got on and uh, made a had a little, I guess, LeBron moment. But uh, the question is, do you do you think that LeBron is more upset that uh, he's not the face of the boy uh, the boycott and that the Bucks didn't have no plans like far as uh, what they was gonna do after the boycott? Uh, I, I think I think I think LeBron has a legitimate um, trait when he you know announced the fact that they didn't have a plan. I think you know um, with anything you should always have a plan. Uh, when you do something of this magnitude. So I don't, I do not blame him for being upset about that. Uh, but I do feel like uh, he is more upset that he's not the face of this boycott situation, you know, and uh, and that other people have opinions on what should happen, you know. Um, yeah. I think more so than none, man, uh, a lot of people are getting tired of the, the narrative that LeBron James is running shit. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I think people are like, you know, the little guys you was talking about, I think they're getting tired of it, man. And quite frankly, right. I am too. He's just another man. <laughs> He's right. just another man. Like, who who are you, bro? Right. Like, damn. Who are you? What's your, what's, what's your opinion on it? Oh, I ain't finished. I ain't finished. <laughs> are you ain't finished? Yeah, because I, I, this should have been on my heart, man, here lately. Oh, my man Jordan ain't got this kind of influence, man. He, st- to me, still considered one of the greatest in the world, man. So, for LeBron to just, you know, feel like he can come up in the meeting and just, you know, talk the way he's talking, man, that shit is, first of all, that shit is rude and disrespectful. And these grown-ass men, man, these ain't your little brothers. These ain't your kids, dog. Chill. Right. Chill, the fuck, chill the fuck out, bro. All right. Chill out. You're good now, right? My bad, man. I'm, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is a little personal, man. <laughs> Welcome to the lounge. Welcome to one yeah, yeah, seven lounge, right, baby. <laughs> What's your opinion on him, Mike? Uh, I think a little mixture of both. I think he was um, upset he wasn't in the loop. Well, nobody was even, you know, Chris Paul didn't know that they was um, boycotting. But uh, I think on that side, he was upset because he, 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 look, he looked at himself as a king. Um, you know, even when he – even in a players meeting, they said he came off as, you know, I got my money, you know, y'all better get y'all's. So, uh, you know uh, – on the other side, you know, you plan a boycott, so what's next after the boycott? Uh, I can see that side as well. Uh, but, you know, if you're trying to get in that owner seat, like they say he's trying to, you know, you just got to, you know, tread lightly sometimes. And I think he did kind of overstep it, you know, with his whole attitude. But I do think it will intensify the playoffs, though, you know, you know, in those games. Kind of, kind of, like y'all guys said, um, I feel like he – he do. He just want to control the narrative. That's always been LeBron's uh, thing, controlling the narrative. Like, even when he made the decision to go to Miami, you know, he, he controlled the whole narrative. So, I feel like uh, he he's he wanted to, he wanted to control the narrative, but he also it, it, it does need to be a plan after the first plan. Like, what what's next? We got to know what's next, you know. So, uh, Chris, they did a whole ABC, CBS, ESPN. Yeah, TNT yeah, special for this boy yeah. just to go to a different damn team. Who do- <laughs> let's just get the ESPN and let's keep it moving, bro. Like that. So that should. Where you coming off? Do you think LeBron is is, is a arrogant guy? Is it is it towards me? This is a question for me. Yeah, towards you. 
He's like he's. I, I, I think I think I think at this point, with all them damn gray hairs and his beard and, and that bald ass spot in his head, uh, Uncle 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 LeBron is is tripping. Yeah, he's he's very arrogant man at this point. You know, it was cute in the beginning. It was like yeah, he's the best or whatever whatnot. But you know, sometimes you got to you got to remain humble, man, and know that you can get your ass slapped. You know. <laughs> Nah, slap, yeah, that, that he can get slapped, bro. Like for real. And I think that's, I think that his whole mentality is can't nobody touch him. No, nigga, we can touch you. Hey, he, I, he know he can be touched. I, I don't think he do, Chris. I really don't think he do, man. I promise you. That. L- listen, touch by, think about, touch about who? Look, a nigga like Ron. Any, anybody? No, no, know, no. I'm gonna tell you right now, a nigga like Ron Artest. <laughs> no, I don't think nobody to leave. A lot of them guys, you, you know. Crazy, you crazy. At the end of the day, they, they still grown men. They egos, them egos gonna show. <laughs> they, they gonna show. Man, um, I, I like him as a basketball player, but as a businessman, you know, it's just you know he ain't he ain't doing it right. You know, he letting his ego get to him. Um, Michael Jordan stepped in and reached out to CP3. Mm-hmm. The, they had a. Uh, what is the uh, Players Association? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, he reached out to bridge the gap between the owners and the, uh, the players. So, uh, how do you feel about Michael Jordan trying to uh, change the narrative of his image? I think he's coming around, man. I think um, you know it's a good thing that he is uh, stepping in and you know making his presence be known, other than you know some of the bad habits you know we used to talk about. Um, in reference to Michael Jordan, um, the, the media and society always have a way of talking about, you know, some of the bad things we do as African-Americans with a lot of money. And I'm just glad that, you know, he's, you know, he's, um, he's changing like the narrative and in that aspect, cause you know, um, it's important uh, for a man of his caliber to be on the forefront, man. And, uh, yeah. Other guys before him, so I definitely appreciate him, man. I really do, and uh, I hope he continues to do, you know, what's right, man. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, his reputation wasn't too well, um, as far as you know, being in the community, especially the African American community, in that manner. You know, he built a, uh, I don't know if it's a hospital or just like a, a clinic, health clinic in Charlotte. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, he don- donated a hundred million dollars to, uh, you know, to the cause, social injustice cause. Uh, but yeah, he's really changing the narrative, and I'm glad he's doing it. And just to add it on about that clinic, Mike, I don't think you guys knew, but the clinic is actually medic. Uh, it's for people who don't have Medicaid or no type of insurance. Yeah. Okay. So that right there tells me, you know, for a fact, you know that. Uh, that particular facility was targeted to, for African African Americans, man, because a lot of us don't have that type of insurance. You know, they don't have insurance at all or no kind of coverage. And it's and you know what we do? We'll we'll take some Robitussin for every damn thing. You know what I'm saying? Before we go to the damn doctor. So uh, I'm glad that, you know people have an outlet to go and uh, see the doctor now, man. So I don't know I don't know too many other rich people that are that, that has done that. You know, I'm not saying it hasn't been done, but to be as close uh, as it is to home, man, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, and it's in the black community as well. That's dope, man. 
Hey, y'all, y'all, do y'all remember that urban legend that Michael Jordan is on prison? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's true or not. You said, uh, well, I don't know, but it, it, it was said that uh, he was building prisons based off the of third grade education, um, which is that's a little far fetched, man. Well, if he got control of the internet and they don't wiped it off, uh, when I googled it a while back, I didn't see it, so it, it showed a, another Michael Jordan, but it wasn't him. It was of a different color, but it wasn't him. Uh, well, I hope they keep that in the dark. Yeah, but um, do you think that the uh, the message was sent in the bubble by them boycotting, or do you think uh, they it need to send it a little stronger? They need to send a little stronger message. Mm. Might only take that one any time, thing. Yeah, I think they should have um, held out a little longer. Um, just two days. I don't know how much was mm. you know accomplished. I know they did come to the agreement that you stated earlier, but you know, I think they could have sent a stronger message if they would have waited a couple more days or held out a couple more days. Yeah, um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna agree with you uh, with you on that too, Mike. And I've seen on social media a lot that uh, people were saying like that was the dumbest shit they could have ever done. And to a certain extent, I kind of agree with them, man. Like, if you going to, you know, do something like that, man, you know, stand on your own 10, you know. Um, it was no point, you know, of them stopping the damn, <laughs> the, the bubble like how they did. They was just going to, uh, you know, resume in the day. So, yeah. you know, you just pissed everybody off. But I understand the reasons, and I think a part of the uh, part of them starting back up is because, uh, like we originally stated, they just didn't have a plan, man. Yeah, and uh, I think also uh, it gave it gave them more of a bigger a bigger platform because uh, I don't know if you remember uh, when George Floyd got killed, uh, they, it was a lot of uh, NBA players out there in the streets, but it wasn't like they couldn't. All you seen was pictures. You really didn't, you didn't hear too many of them, you know actually have a camera in front of your face and speak. Right. So I think with uh, this bubble, it's, it kind of, it's kind of a platform for them because, you know, the, the microphone going to be in their face. So, you know, and we've seen it where the players have uh, expressed how they feel and, you know, and what it's like and what they want to see change, you know. So uh, I know I, I get kudos to them, but, like, my, it, it could have been a stronger message. They could have, you know, held out a little longer. But, you know, kudos to them for, you know, taking advantage of what they do have, you know. Not just you know going out there and playing. Um, now, what's that say about all the other professional sports? I know the uh, WNBA they shut down as well. Uh, a couple of baseball teams shut down. Um, I think it was a few soccer games. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure they confused was it, <laughs> all of them. Was it really a boycott though? Can you, it was yeah. more so a protest. Can't really say it was. I guess. Yeah. So I feel like it was a boycott. You know though. Boycott, yeah. You really gonna hit them pockets, you know the bus. <laughs> you know the bus um, boycott lasted for a minute till them pockets start hurting. Then that's when they said, yeah. oh, "Well, you know the, the uh, African Americans can say it, you know, anywhere they want now." After they boycotted and you know they started walking to work and carpooling, so I feel like if you was gonna do it, you had to do it longer, send a strong message. Yeah, I just think it gave uh, them teams who was on the on the verge of getting put out just a a little hope. And uh, trying to you know make it a three-two series. So let me, let me ask y'all this. Let me ask y'all this. Uh, do y'all feel like the owners should help the players more when it comes to uh, social injustice in the community? In the communities, I think they're torn between the two, and this is why I say uh, a lot of those owners have ties to uh, state officials and uh, government officials, man. And um, 
you know, I don't, for some owners, it may not be a good look for them to associate themselves with um, something like that, it's, which is why y'all boys ain't seen Jerry Jones out there, you know, Steve ain't get Jerry Jones hell every week about <laughs> it, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, for some, it's, you know, for some, they're just that in too deep uh, to where they just can't show their face, man. So I, I think politics is real and, uh, you know, uh, a lot of them stand behind that dollar bill, so uh, it, it's 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 it can be kind of tricky, man. Yeah, I think they should do more. Uh, I know, like we stated before, uh, Tepper he he has done a lot, you know, in the community, being an owner um, for the Carolina Panthers. Um, but they should t- come up with some type of plan, like Johnny said. They are tied to the politicians and the senators. And, uh, you know, we've seen some players sitting with, uh, you know, with Trump. So uh, the ties run deep. Uh, for Jerry Jones, you can't teach a old dog new tricks. Uh, he's, what, 77-something yeah. years old. So, you know, uh, like commentators have said before, uh, Jerry Jones, you have done a lot for black players, but are you going to do something for the black man who can't do nothing for you? Uh, that's the biggest mm. thing, so. Um, That's deep right there. That's some Michael Mack stuff right there, boy. <laughs> yeah, so owners do need to do you know more when it comes to that. Uh, I agree, but my 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 only problem is like Johnny said, they torn. But my problem is, if do the owners want to take the time to understand the issues that are going on? That's the thing. Like, do y'all really want to take the time and sit down and, and understand what like what are we what we going through? Like, do, can can I get a few hours? You know, a couple of days, couple. You know, what what we got to do? You know, because uh. Resources is very, very helpful. And, you know, like, even though these are professional athletes, money talk too, you know what I'm saying? That's exactly so, right. The owner's voice is a little bit bigger than the players at, at the end of the day. So, you know, um, I do think they should help out more. Um, we also want to shout out Donovan Mitchell for uh, giving his proceeds from the bubble to uh, Jacob Blake's uh, children. That's, yes, that's pretty dope. That is. You know, that's real that. big, man. That's real big. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, – other celebrities or people with, you know, with big pockets uh, to help this family, man. Um, it's a tragic situation. And uh, kids don't deserve to see their dad in this situation, man. Yes, most definitely. Uh, did, y'all get, did y'all get a chance to see the new uh, Hornets uniforms that got released? I seen it. Yeah. It ain't, you know, it ain't, <laughs> it ain't popping, popping, you know. Yeah. I ain't rocking with them either. I ain't rocking. They, they, they should have pinched back it all the way out. They're going to do that. Right. Don't, don't just pinch it with jerseys. Pinch back it ain't, all. you know, I don't think it's too much you can do with that color, though. You know, like, it's just. I thought you could have had more purple, too. Yeah, but it, it's, a, it's a classic color, yeah. too. So if they, if they do the right thing to it, it'll look fly. Yeah. It'll look fly. Um, what, what y'all think about the new court, though? Y'all think it's nice? I haven't seen it. I like yet, the new Chris. court. I like the new court. I, I like it, too. I like it, too. I like it, too. It's yeah. kind of a combination of the new, new and old with the, what a, Oh yeah, checkerboard kind of look, kind of whatever you want to call it. Yeah. What if one season they went back to the old, like, like one year everybody goes back to like they throwback courts, man. I think that'd be dope. Well, certain games they everybody do. just. Oh really? Yes. Yeah. It would be dope. That would be man. Like just every team in the NBA, they go back to like the old school courts, like for one game, old jerseys and all that, man. Be swift. We also want to shout out ben, Brandon Ingram, you know, out of Kingston, North Carolina. He got named most improved, man. Uh, well-deserved, I think so. Yeah, it was. 
Like okay. a big jump. He got some homeboys. He got some homeboys down there in goals, bro. I know, man. Yeah. Hoop with him all the time, man. Yeah. Um, so let's get into the little playoff series. You know, let's get some thoughts on these playoff series that's going on. Oh man, what y'all thinking about the uh, the Rockets and OKC tied three three? That boy Westbrook. What you gonna do with him? <laughs> what they gonna do Westbrook gonna be Westbrook man. I don't know man I think OKC got something going on so you blaming him for the losses yeah. no, no I'm blaming him for the last loss I'm blaming yeah for the last loss yes that's what I'm blaming him for that was uh, you know that's a, that was a rookie mistake he made and, and yeah, you like a down, 10 year veteran dude like come on you don't you don't make mistakes like that you know so you don't put that on the coach or, or, or Harden for not going to get the ball uh I mean, I everybody can share that responsibility. Everybody can, but you. Like I just said, Mike, slow down. He just he just flew down the court. <laughs> okay, the court. technically, technically, Westbrook is the new guy. And if Westbrook wasn't there, who 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 who? What other person would would have had the ball? Harden. Okay, then. So yeah, that's a coaching thing, you know. But what what's going on? Them boys scared of Westbrook. <laughs> Maybe. I, <laughs> I don't think Harden. Uh, I don't think Harden scared him, but I think Harden like shit. It ain't even worth getting get into it with this nigga. Like you know, it's not even worth it. Uh, but yeah, that's a culture thing, man. You know, you want to win the game, you put that ball in Harden's hand. He's been known to, to to win games like that, and uh, you know, hell, even before that turnover, hell, he just shot an air bomb, man. So you know, are you watching the game, coach? <laughs> I would have called a timeout if I had any, you know. Take that ball out of his hand, man. Put it in a hard game. And uh, that's the ball game. Like we said last episode, um, I hope Rockets won for basketball purposes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, check this out. That, that Nuggets and Jazz, that, that series is pretty man, good. Man, pretty good. I'll tell you, y'all boys, I think y'all was asleep by 1130 at night. And I told y'all, man, it was one of the most exciting games I've ever seen, man. Yeah, it was a great series. Great series. It really was. Um, okay, so out of the Rockets and OKC, um, who do y'all got coming out of that? Uh, I'm going with the Rockets. Okay, I'm going with the Rockets. You, Mike? Yeah, Rockets. Rockets. Guess what? I'm, I'm going with OKC, man. I think old man Paul's going to pull them through. It, I think old man Paul's going to pull them through for the upset, man. Mm. Let's see. You got Let's to work hard because I'm going to tell you what. Westbrook hey. ain't going to make no mistakes. Hey, when when Paul get SGA and um screw the going, man, they 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 can't be stopped. The boys can't run. Hey, what's that what's that big boy? name down low? What's his name? Steven Adams. Steven he Adams. is tough, man. Yeah, he is. He, he is. is tough. Um we got uh well with the uh the Nuggets beating the Jazz, we got the Clippers and the uh Nuggets in the second round. Who y'all rocking with? I don't know, boy. Damn, Clippers barely made it out. It was a situation. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going to see how game one go, but uh, I think it's going to go six or seven because uh, what's-the-name can can score uh, the Nuggets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going uh, with the Clippers six games. I'm going to go with the Clippers in six, too. Um, but it's, it's going to be an interesting matchup. It's going to be an interesting matchup. Um, out there in the East, we got the uh, the Bucks and the Heat uh, series tied one one as we are recording. Uh, what, do you, what who you got? Who y'all got in that series? Man, I'm going with the Heat. Man, I just 
That, that damn Jimmy, nah. Jimmy, Jimmy Bucket boy, he just he hell out there, man. No, they he is hell. I was gonna say real quick, they uh he he is two zero. Two zero, two oh two zero. Yeah, yeah. we looking at the thing on uh, here. Okay, I need to talk to management about that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy, uh, you know, he's he surprised me, man. You know, I think they did like a little special on last year where, um, in an interview where he was telling guys, you know, uh, his workout regimen, man, he wakes up at 2 a.m., 3 a.m., and just be in the gym. And a lot of people were like discrediting that, you know, saying that, oh, you ain't working. But to me, I think it's showing, man, it really is showing. That this man is a workaholic, and you know, to a certain extent, he's kind of underrated, you know, uh, so to speak. So, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him doing more big things, man. Yeah, um, uh, I'm disappointed in Gian, you know, the so-called MVP, uh, Giannis, and his performance these games. Uh, yeah. I think that team is overrated. He's he's not living up to that uh, status. Uh, for the Heat, I think we should give Pat Riley more credit for the roster he put together. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. For he might be the goat of GMs. Eric Spoelstra deserves credit yeah. too, man, because he been hanging in there, bro. He been hanging in there. A lot of people gave <laughs> Wade and uh, LeBron all the credit for those championships. Yeah, Spoelstra been hanging in there. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, all that film Spoelstra uh, watched throughout those years, man. <laughs> man in fact, he, he learned. He learned a thing or two, man. I think some of the best coaches out there, though, are coaches who've never played the game. Um, that's just my opinion. But yeah, then I, then um, I want to add too. On top of that, just imagine if the T Wolves or Philly played as hard as the guys Jimmy Butler has now, where those teams would be right now with Jimmy yeah, Butler. Very true. But very uh, true. I got the Heat and six. Especially Philly. Right. You got the Heat yeah. and six. Uh, yeah, I'm rocking with the Heat in this one too. Um, I just like I told y'all, I think the Heat just got too many bodies to throw at Giannis, man. Yeah, too many bodies, man. And they and they all, they all, they gonna make you feel it. You know what I'm saying? Like they all defensive players. You got Eagle Dodgers, you got fans. Like you, you gonna feel it, brother. <laughs> it ain't gonna be no easy right. walk. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I'm rocking with the Heat. Uh, Same here, man. Going with the Heat. Um. Then we got uh Boston versus the Raptors. Before we get into that, I want to walk back some shit I said on last episode. Yeah, walk back now. Because <laughs> I, I got Boston in the finals, and I can't have Boston in the finals if I'm going with the Raptors to win the series. So uh-uh. I'm walking that back. I'm walking that back, and I'm taking the Bo- I'm taking the Boston Celtics over the Raptors, man. Taking the Boston Celtics over the Raptors. And, and that's what you're sticking with. That's what I'm sticking with. That's what I'm sticking well, with. They're going to the finals, man. They're going to the finals. I got them going to the finals. That's a wise choice. That's a wise choice. Because uh, Boston is really, really playing some good basketball, man. And we're talking about we're playing the defending champions. Uh, and, uh, you know, they've made it this far without Kawhi, which was good. But I don't think they have enough to make it through. Yeah, I um, originally picked the Raptors to go to the finals. Uh, they looking too good right now. You know, Boston is uh Oh, so you walk so you walking back there with me too, huh? Nah, I ain't walking back, you know. <laughs> well, I might have to check the film on y'all boys. Yeah. I ain't walking back, you know, still a long series. Uh true, true, but true. you know, the champs the champs been knocked down right now, so we're gonna see if they get back up. Yeah, we will see. We will see. I um 
Pascal Siakam, they've been, they been on your boy. They've been on this head. Yeah, if you're if you going to take that next step, you got to take over this series. So. Yeah, yeah, it's time to wake up. It's time to wake up. Come on, y'all! Now he had a few good games last in the championship, but uh, I'm saying, but some pe- people was raising him to this 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 caliber of player. So yeah, like he's yeah, so line. you know, you got to bring in these series yeah. like this, just where you know where you make your money. Mm-mm. Yeah, most definitely. He ain't making no money. He ain't gonna do nothing. He ain't gonna make no noise. He ain't gonna do it. Let's jump into the college world. You know, uh, earlier I said uh, rest in peace to Coach John Thompson. Um, before we get into it, any of y'all, y'all want to share any memories or thoughts that y'all had about Coach but, John Before we hop into it, man, I ain't going to lie, but I, I thought that damn uh, – that alert said David Thompson. I, it, the shit came oh, across man. so fast, I, I, yeah. I had to really, like, read it. But, uh, yeah, man, I, I really didn't know much about uh, about Coach until he passed away, which is unfortunate because it seemed like, um, you know, he was a, uh, not only a good human being, but a great coach and uh, coached some of my favorite players. Uh, Patrick Union, I love Patrick Union uh, growing up, man, playing for the Knicks. Um, and I can almost imagine uh, P. Union playing for, for him, man. He's just a dominant player at that time. But uh, it's, you know, it's unfortunate you watch good guys uh Great black guys like himself, you know, go down. But, uh, you know, nobody's promised the next day. And uh, God don't make no mistakes, man. So rest in peace to John Thompson. Yeah. Uh, you, got you know, great coach. Uh, he did a lot for, you know, paving wow, paving the way for uh, black coaches and, and players. I think my greatest memory was, I think, his plan um, – when they had Patrick Ewing, I think he was playing Carolina. I forgot how they was playing. But uh, he told Patrick Ewing to block every shot that came in the lane, even 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 if it was goaltending, just to send that message. Yeah, and uh, I just thought that was, uh, you know, just a great coaching strategy there. But, uh, you know, condolences to his family and uh, all the Georgetown, you know, uh, Hoya fans and players. Most definitely, most definitely. Uh, John Thompson was very uh, iconic in a uh, hip hop culture too. Uh, most people won't, you know, kind of correlate the two together. But you know, if you think about it, ain't, ain't too many teams that's like were iconic in uh, the hip hop culture besides Georgetown and uh, the Raiders. Like back in that time, either people were rocking that Georgetown Bulldog mm-hmm. hat or a hoodie, you know what I'm saying, or they rocking some Raider gear. So, you know, just for him going to that, going to Georgetown and you know, establishing a, a great, a great program and uh, all the players, the great players that came through that he mentored, you know what I'm saying? It's, uh, you know, it's just, it's tough, like, like you said, but you know, you know, every, everybody has their day. So uh, like you said, prayers out to the family, you know, uh, rest in peace, John Thompson. Chris, if I ain't mistaken, I think I've seen you and one of them on sweaters and third grade pictures. You know, right. Yeah. With right. all that grease on your forehead. <laughs> Like you know, <laughs> that was that, that, I think that was you, boy. No, you know. So the big, instead of the Big Ten discussing it, uh, starting the season during um, during Thanksgiving weekend, um, in early in early Ju- January, you start with the eight eight or eight or nine game schedule, and indoor venues generated most discussion for. Uh, but pushing back the season kickoff to around Thanksgiving also is under consideration, like I said. Um, 
eight Nebraska players on Thursday filed for uh, filed a suit against the conference, demanding a postponement decision to be uh, invalidated. The Big Ten coaches like the Big Ten coaches would like for the season to take place uh, before the spring because uh, it gives those draft prospects more time to uh, you know get ready for the draft combine and all that. So if we play earlier. These kids to be straight, so I, I appreciate them for kind of looking out for those kids. Because uh, at one point I was thinking like, if these kids playing in the spring, then they got to go to the draft combine. It's like either they gonna opt out, or you know, it's gonna be a lot on their body. So uh, with that question being, uh, well, with that statement being made, uh, do y'all think the Big Big Ten should play in the spring, or should they play in uh, January? Hmm. Uh, I'm gonna go to uh, me personally. I, I think they should play in the uh, the winter. Just go play in the winter. If y'all gonna play, play in the winter. That's what I say. Just, yeah. Just look out for the uh, draft and want to play their last collegiate career. So go ahead and play. Have it in January. Man, I understand. You know the the circumstances uh, and why it may be beneficial for them to play in either or, but I. I really don't give a damn when they play, man. I just wanted to get this ball rolling, honestly. Um, it's just been a long time coming, man. Just to see them out there playing, it's good enough for me. You know, like I said, I understand that, you know, for some players, some uh, some seniors, um, you know, it's it's a big deal because of the combine, man. And, you know, I hope it works out in their favor. But uh, we, we it's, it's time for some football, man. It's time for some football. Sorry to interrupt, but uh, we got the uh, Bucks and the uh, Heat going in overtime, so we ain't got a final on that score. Uh-oh. Yes, sir. Spoiler yes, sir. alert. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, what's your thoughts on the Big Ten, Mike? Uh, I don't know. I'm tired of the back and forth. Uh, you tell if they should, If they do play, they should play in the wintertime, uh, get it over with fall. Uh, I heard Trump hit. Well, yeah. I think he's doing this for votes. 45. <laughs> 45. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think he's doing this for votes, but he's, I heard he tried to step in and talk to some people. But, uh, I see, I see. yeah, play in the wintertime, man, get it over with. You know, you know, uh, and I'm sorry to cut you off, Mike. You, you, were you talking about President Donald Trump? 45. This, this, I say Trump. This, I say President. This man run every damn thing but the damn White House, man. Like, what's wrong with him, man? <laughs> right. It's, it's like, you read about the big Yeah, thing. He, he tricked me. I, like, I've never, y'all, as long as I've been living, I've never seen a president endeavor in uh, other affairs other than the White House affairs, man. Like, you know, if if Obama was doing half the shit he was doing, they would have been impeached him. Just, just based off that, man. It's, it's sickening to me. Got that game over, bro. Huh? Yeah, Who won? Okay, my, my, my TV just lagged. Delayed I ain't got ESPN. I ain't got that kind of cable. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the ACC came out and said they will be testing three times a week. Good. Um, yes, it is reported that they um, will be testing. Well, Clemson AD reported that they will be testing before the game, before game day, if not mistaken, and like uh, forty eight hours before the game, or some shit like that. And um, the ACC has not officially announced their protocols yet, but uh, I, I'm thinking they're gonna jump on the same train as the uh, SEC and the Big Twelve since they already done announced their uh, 
what they're going to do. Um, well, how, how do y'all feel about the ACC's policy? Like, and do y'all think it should be adapted, um, adopted universal? Like, as far as them having on test like three times a week and all that. Well, well like I said before, um, I, I just felt like that it, it should have always been a plan. This sound like a pretty uh, lucrative uh, situation to where um, they're going to be able to execute. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree with, um, with them doing the testing uh, three times a week. Uh, during the season, um, it, it it shows that they want to get you know keep everybody safe and definitely get back and stay focused on playing uh, football without any hiccups along the way. So uh, kudos to the ACC and hope everybody else on all levels can you know uh, you know find some type of a stable stable solution to uh, you know manage this uh, COVID nineteen as we uh, you know try to. Make our way out. Yeah, I'm glad they got a universal policy. So policy, so each school is not uh, basically uh, you know doing what they want to do. Yeah, and um, keeping the kids safe. So hopefully we do see an ACC season this year. Uh, looking forward to it. Oh yeah, I know you're looking forward to it, but you want to see what the nose gonna do. I know why you're looking forward to yeah. it. Definitely not with black. Ass. Definitely <laughs> not with black men starting down there. I know. Yeah, they 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 shouldn't have did that. But I used to be so big on James Blackman, man. Then he just let me down, bro. Like he ain't gaining no weight. All strength they get right. He's like ah. But you know why he ain't gaining no weight? What on? <laughs> uh, NC State. Uh, they resumed practice Monday. You know, after that outbreak they had. Um, did I, did I, I think I said they were going to do um, like the online classes. Yeah, they shut down everything. Yeah, yeah, but but the key, but the uh, players got to come back on campus and practice though, right? Yeah, I don't think they football team probably left. Yeah, probably not. Um, did y'all get to check out the Austin P and uh, Central Arkansas game? Yeah, it was a pretty intense game, man. Uh, I did, man. I wish I had. Yeah, they had a. Yeah. Had a great little, you know, uh, policy there. You know, each team got a certain amount of tickets, so everybody could attend. You know, certain people could attend, and everybody had their mask on. It was a great game. Yeah, how many people you think uh, was in attendance of this bar? Uh, Watching it from TV. I think they said the max was either two thousand or four thousand. I can't remember. I know it went a lot. They let a dog in the motherfucking stadium. <laughs> Boy, you stupid. <laughs> yeah, everybody's pretty spread out. <laughs> dog was a test dummy, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you ain't see it no more, you know that damn COVID was in the damn stadium. Yeah. Uh, let's jump over into the little HBCU where you know mm-hmm. North Carolina got a shot to take on North Dakota State, uh, which I think that was pretty big. You know what I'm saying? So, how do you feel about this game? Do you think it's a good matchup for North um, North Carolina A&T taking on that challenge, North Dakota State? Because uh, if I'm not mistaken, North Dakota State has been uh, kind of running things in uh, the FCS, right? They they like they won like three times, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they're pound Yeah, yeah. So, Man, A&T going to roll right over there. Watch. Is A&T going to go up in there and get I'm them. paying $20 on that game, boy. You hear me? <laughs> Cash out me, my money. Oh, it's a couple of years from now, so you know, I don't know what A&T going to be looking like then, so. You know, uh, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I think uh, I think I think I think that uh, that pipeline has opened, Mike. So uh, it's it's gonna be some talent come through uh, North Carolina, North Carolina A and T. 
I'm pretty sure it's gonna be some jumps. Well, Especially yeah. with them going, they going to the, they going to the Big South now, right? Well, in 2022, right? Yeah. Yeah, so they'll be over in the Big South. So you know that recruiting trail gonna open up a little more. So it's just gonna be interesting. It's gonna be an interesting matchup. Um, excuse me. Uh, Virginia State has made the difficult decision to uh, offer fully online uh, classes and counseling all on campus uh, housing for the remainder of fall 2020 semester, which is uh, pretty good. So is that saying that they will not be charged for uh, like these other schools doing charging them even though they ain't staying on campus? I don't understand why it was a difficult decision, though. Yeah. Like, what other choices did you have? Because they, they probably needed that money, so if they charging them, them Oh, campus, okay. Yeah, so you know you know how the housing go on campus. <laughs> nah, it go. Jackson State, uh, they announced that they was uh, going to move on from their head coach, uh, John Hendrick, and no, Deion uh, Sanders is not a candidate, Jackson State. Sorry to tell you. Uh, they made they made that known real quick. Uh Hendrick is Hendrick season, he went four and eight last season. Um and really I think they said they got rid of him because of some uh off the field concerns, if I'm not mistaken, Mike. Got caught in the damn boom boom. Yeah, he had a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had a lot going on. Mike, can you uh elaborate on some of the speculations that might be going around? Um anything. Just make something up. No, nah, I ain't gotta make it up. Uh, it said, uh, right. A transfer. Uh, he's now at Tennessee yeah. State. Named Emmanuel. It says last name. He transferred from Jackson State. He accused mm-hmm. the program of paying football players, teachers, uh, to give athletes better passing grades. Uh, that's what the coach was accused of. So, uh, oh, that ain't that ain't nothing. That happens every day. So on top of that, and um, and losing. Uh, you know, you can't have it both ways, so he had to go. Yeah. I think hearing that, you know, I just think somebody was hating, got mad at him. He didn't do what somebody told him to do, and they just told him. Because I swear that this shit is not – this is going on in every other college, man. Is like, it how every program go down here? Say what now? I say, is that how everybody always get caught? Somebody get mad too? Of course. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Of course. I mean, if you think about it. Uh, well, Calipari, he's been doing it for years. Ain't got caught. Why? Because he makes sure everybody's happy. You know? like. Hey, if they took Rick Pitino down, they, they'll get Calipari when they finish with That's him. it. But, <laughs> but but hold on now. I think Rick Pitino... No, no. Yeah, well, I'm thinking about this. I'm thinking about Sandusky. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me see. Wes. What else we got popping in the HBCU world? Oh, I see you put in a put in a mention of North Carolina Central basketball head coach uh, Lavelle Martin. Um, kind of made some statements uh, before uh, we had kind of launched this uh, podcast that we wanted to address uh, about uh, how the uh, the white Power Five uh, basketball uh, football and coaches haven't said anything when it came to uh, the deaths of these black men and you know these shootings of these black men and. Uh, he also kind of spoke out about how uh, that the reality is that the coaches have been able to create gener- generational wealth for their grandkids. That's true. And, kids, and they're going to be able to live and uh, prosper off of life because the athletes who uh, the complexion of George Floyd were able to run a football, throw a football, shoot a basketball, whatever uh, you have. So they have been able to benefit the athletes and look like George Floyd and many more. But whenever 
people who are the complexion of George Floyd are killed and assassinated, murdered in the streets of broad daylight. They don't have nothing to say. Um, so do y'all agree with his statement? And do y'all feel like the coaches should uh, kind of lead the coaches from these power five schools should speak up more when it comes to these uh, shootings and killings of black men and, and young men that they are coaching and they're bringing in that school and making money. Off of. I think anybody that has a platform, uh, when I mean platform, I mean they're able to uh, call a press conference or uh, have connections to cameras and a microphone, they should be able to use that uh, to embrace uh, the situation that's going on, man. Not everybody's uh, able to call WBTV and say, I got something to say, and they come running. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, they should definitely, definitely um, take advantage of it, you know, if they feel a way about it. You know, some some coaches don't feel a way about it, you know what I'm saying? So uh, maybe we ought to establish that. How, what is your feelings toward it first? And if you do have feelings toward it, what are you willing to do to, you know, uh, you know, make your peace or to try to shine some light on the situation? So, uh, like I said, like I said, I think it's very important to find out uh, the coaches that are uh, alarmed by some of the things that are going on. Because at the end of the day, you know, there there's some people who's for this and some people who just don't care and some people just ain't got time. So um, that's just my take on it. Oh uh, yeah, I agree with his um, with his statement there. A lot of coaches can be doing more. Um, back when he made this announcement, all of a sudden they had some long, some hashtag. A lot of coaches started um, saying and saying they should, they're gonna speak out more. Uh, I don't know what they did with this recent shooting with uh, Jacob Blake. I did see um, what's Bama's coach name? Uh, Urban, Ma- I mean not Nick Saban. I saw him leading a march with his players. He's in front of he's in front of the march. Uh, do you feel like do you feel like there was a genuine? Uh, I'm Nick Saban. Do you feel like it was just a safe face? He never gave me that impression that he's like that. Mm, that's tough. Yeah, I, I'm going. I'm going. Ain't never met the man, so I can't judge the man. So. Well, I am because uh, <laughs> I, I have a right. I think I think you know um I think that this was something for show um you know I don't know it, it I'm like y'all it's kind of hard to tell but I I really think it was one of those things where you know well I I am coaching at one of the you know strongest powerhouse colleges in the world and I feel like if I do it I'm going to be the first one to do it you know what I'm saying because I don't see the coach from LSU doing it. Or uh, uh, he made a statement. Uh, oh, he did. Yeah. And he was in a um, he was in a press press box with uh, Trump as well. But uh, he was. Yeah, but you got to think. Same as in one of the racist states in the in the in the, in the United States. Yeah. You said Saban. Alabama or Saban? Nick Saban, Saban is the coach in the state of one of the racist Alabama. states in the North it, in yeah. um, the United States. So for him to take that fake or not, that's still that's still a big step. Yeah. So you think so you think he's copying them death threats now? Uh, no, I don't, I don't think he get no death threat. Nah. Saving a <laughs> saving a in Alabama. Oh man, you think so, Mike? Now we were talking about LeBron being untouchable. Hey, he the highest paid man <laughs> in Alabama. 
Come on. Hey, he ain't, he is, he is. But he ain't no Bear Bryant. He'll never be Bear Bryant. They'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> They'll tell you that shit. Um, let's go on to the high school world, man. Um, you know, we got a couple of national games broadcasting on ESPN over the weekend. Um, I think two teams out of Alabama play. Then uh, what two teams? I think when one was in Utah. I forgot what the other one was at. And then we got capped off with um, uh, Deion Sanderson playing uh, um, E. Martinson in uh, Tennessee. Um, so uh, with the with uh, after the protocol, after seeing these protocols in the stands and the ticket distribution and uh, the, the on field play, do y'all think uh, North Carolina high school football should be taking should have took some notes? from what's going on around in other states. Mm. If they want football, they should. I think they was great policies. Uh, I like the fans was following it. Uh, I like the, t- the ticket thing, you know, buy it online. Uh, parents of football players, band and cheerleaders get first come. You know, they, they get the first choice. So, they. Uh, yeah, well, like you said, if they want football, they they will take notes. Uh, my, my my thing is uh the testing, <laughs> like the testing. Like I know the schools don't got the fun to get the, the proper testing, so uh, I don't know. But but they do, and they got resources too doing it, man. You know, schools they ain't got no come money. I said resources after that. They know people that can take care of these issues, man. I just don't feel like they're just taking it. They're not. I'm. I'm gonna say the school itself, but the the powers to be, are not pushing it like they should, man. Who would that like be? That, politicians. Uh, I guess maybe, maybe, maybe. I mean, damn, uh, alumni booster club. You know, they can make sure something popping or represent these schools in some type of way. Depends on where you at. At a congress meeting or something like that, man. It's. I, I just don't believe that there's nothing that can be done. That's, that's all I'm saying overall. I just don't believe there's nothing that can be done. Something can be done, man. Something can be done, but you work in a school system. You know, they teachers are underpaid. Uh, Vance won state championship, and they barely got their rings. So every school don't have a booster club. Um, every school don't have the resources, and politicians and school officials don't care about some schools like West Charlotte or those those trouble high schools with those reputations, so and that's the reality of it. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Uh, speaking of high school, man, we had a special guest come through the lounge, man, and chatted up with yeah, us, yeah. Uh, Malachi Hammond from Chevy, North Carolina. So you know you don't want to miss it. We got a special. It was a very good interview with that man. So uh, that's coming up next for y'all. Let's go. This is our favorite segment we like to call more than the price of, price of admission. We got a, a special guest from Shelby, uh, Malachi Hamrick in the building with us. Uh, Malachi is 6'4", 200-pound, outside linebacker, four-star recruit, class of 2022. Uh, Malachi ranked 119th nationally, 13th in his position, and 5th in the state. Malachi is also, also a two-time state champion, and he was also selected to the uh, 2AA preseason All-State first team. Uh, Malachi also has a 3.7 GPA. Uh, Malachi, how are you doing today? I'm, I'm doing good. good. I'm about to good. Um, Malachi also yeah. has 
some offers on the table right now from UNC, Georgia Tech, Notre Dame, Duke, Arizona State, Arkansas, Southern, VTech, and Akron. Um, that's a pretty good list of schools to choose from so far. I mean, we still got more to go. Um, Who hasn't offered them? Jesus. <laughs> uh, so, go ahead, John. What you was gonna say? No, I'm just. I was gonna make a joke, but I'm just like, <laughs> this is this amazing, man. This is amazing. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, so let me get into it. Um, with the start of the season being late, delayed to February, what are you doing to stay active and stay ready for the season? Uh, me and my brother, you know, getting at it every day, uh, going to the rock. That's where we lift weights at and, uh, going, doing some workouts, you know, just to stay active and stay in shape, you know? So with the, with the way that COVID has, uh, kind of positioned this season, uh, it's kind of going, it's going to be a short season. So how do you feel about the possibility of the Crest and Shelby or the Kings Mountain and Shelby rivalry not being able to happen this season? Uh, I honestly couldn't tell you. I wouldn't know how to feel. Like, I look forward to those games every season. And to not be able to play them, uh, I don't know. I wouldn't feel too good about that one. I feel you on that, especially the Crest game. We know about it. Yeah, yeah, big time. We know about it. So what would you say, uh, as your two two years at Shelby, what would you say uh, was your moment where you feel like you made your mark and everybody was looking at like we gotta we gotta watch this kid. What what do you feel like that mark was or that moment? Um I'll probably have to say the Burns game, my freshman year Burns game. Uh, I had a good game, a break a breaking game, you know, um ninth grade, you know, getting about twelve tackles, you know, being lead tackler for that game. So I definitely got my name called on the intercom quite a bit, so they quite a, they heard my name quite a bit. So yeah, I definitely have to say that game. Um, so who would you say you model your game after, as far as uh, college players or NFL players? Uh, Isaiah Simmons. Awesome. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. Well, I'm, I'm gonna pass you yeah. to my man Johnny, and he's gonna ask you a few questions. All right, what's up, Malachi? Right, man, cool. glad to have you today, man. Hope you're doing well. Awesome, awesome. Yes, so sir, my first sir. question is to you. Um, I think he said you had like a 3.7 GPA, if I'm not mistaken. 3.7 GPA. Uh, yes, sir. How are you able to manage uh, that 3.7 GPA and um, stay focused on the football field? Like, um, like, like, how how do you do that? Like, what what is your, what's your trick? Uh, just mm. using your time wisely. You know, just after school. Sometimes you know we go straight. Home, you know, straight to practice from after school, and after that you go straight home. You know, get go home, get in the shower, then get straight to your work. Or we have a period throughout school. It's like it lasts throughout an hour. You can get your work done or anything like that done. So I just use times like those to get work done like that. So when I get home, I wouldn't have to. I won't have a whole lot of work to do. So it'll just be like more like finishing up some stuff or touching up on awesome. Something, you know? That's awesome, man. That's, that's what's up. Okay, so yeah. my next question is, um, who was your, uh, your your biggest influencer in your life? You know, some people have uh, people that they, you know, they play ball for, they go to school, they just do well in life. Who was that one person in your life that really mm-hmm. encouraged you to do your best? 
Um, mm-hmm. I have to say my dad because he used to play football and he knows all the ins and outs of things. And uh, yeah, and see things he's going through in his life and how he can still wake up and put a smile on his face every day and try to be uh, a great father, uh, husband, and things like that. You know, that's just teaching me what a man should that's be. That's awesome. You know? that's, that's a great answer. Probably one of the best things we've heard. Uh, yeah, since, yeah, for real, for real. Since we've uh, interviewed high schoolers. So um, my next question, I got one after that. Um, my next question is um, extracurriculum. Like, what are, what are some things if Malachi Hammond was not playing football, what other things would he be doing? Uh, I'll probably be in some kind of oh, okay. Class. That's what's up. <laughs> yeah, some kind of theater class doing something. That's like what's that. up. That is what's up. Does anybody else know this about you? <laughs> yeah, they oh, say man. I'm funny. <laughs> like they say I'm funny, even when I'm not even trying to be funny. Like. I'd be so serious and like everybody start <laughs> laughing. I'd be confused. I'd be like, Did I say anything funny. Like that's crazy, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, All right, my yeah. last question. I'll pass, I'll pass it to Mike, man. Um, as far as your recording goes, man, how overwhelming has it been for for you uh, since the ninth grade? Um, I, I, you know, like I said, I looked up on your charts. Um, and I held, I was overwhelmed uh, by the by the amount of colleges that you know offered you. How are you dealing with that? You mm-hmm. know, you could be in class. Somebody's like, "I need to see Malachi." How do you deal with that uh, amongst your peers, your family, uh, your teachers, counselors? Like, you know, uh, it just it just comes <laughs> with the job. You know, uh, first it was hard. It was some adjustment I had to get used to. But then you get you know you get used to it, and then you grow, and eventually you just adjust, and that's what I had to do. You know, I didn't own let some stuff get to me. Uh, some stuff that'll probably get to somebody else. You know, I just try to, you know, uh, focus on the real purpose. You know, that's playing football. You know, just trying to get better every day. Okay. Things like that. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you coming to the lounge, man. I'm going to pass it to my host, co-host, other co-host, Michael, man. Thanks. Emily, what's going on? What's up? What's up? Hey, uh, thank you for coming on the show, man. Been a part of this special uh, segment. And uh, as a Shelby alumni, you know, you're making us proud. The whole team is. Um, my first question is, uh, you won state championships, uh, all conference. Uh, you won a defensive player in the state championship game. And you're highly recruited. But, yet, I still see you grinding in the offseason as if you're a number one star. What motivates you to continue to get better? Um, just knowing there's somebody out there that's always trying to come mm. for your spot or who knows of you and just be like, you know what, like, he's not finna be top dog, I'm finna be top dog or something like that. So just always trying to stay on top, on top of competition, you know, just, you know, always right. being prepared, uh, you know. So when the time comes, I'll be ready to perform and show people why. I'm in the position I am right now. Yeah. Right. I had that same mindset. If you was a mm. three-star, four-star, you had to yeah. show me why you had them stars. But uh, my next question is, um, coming to Shelby, was there any pressure to live up to the tradition of, you know, winning state championships and being, you know, just that 
having that target on their back on your back as being a Shelby High football player. Was there any pressure playing uh, on the football team? I wouldn't say pressure. It was just uh, uh, I've always wanted to play for Shelby. You know, I wouldn't want to play for no other high school but Shelby. So it came time for me to go out and put on that gold helmet. And, you know, go out there and play. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't say it was any pressure at all. Because I, I know I've been ready for this. I know I was ready for it. So I just had to prove to myself right. and to everybody else that I was ready. Yeah. Right. My last question is, um, what what are your goals for for as on the field this year and in um, the trying to be lead, trying to lead conference in tackles and sacks, and uh, and just be a great, a better leader on the on the field. Uh, more vocal and things like that, but uh, in, the, in the classroom, I mean, I'm striving for a 4.0 this year. I am going to work to try to get that. Yeah, yeah, still goal to have. And uh, thank you again, man, for coming on the show. Uh, be safe, Malachi. We appreciate you coming on the show, man. Uh, it was it was great to have you on the show. As first as being a Chevy alum, like alumni, like Mike said, and uh, with all the talent down there, it was it's a, it was a great pleasure to have you on the show, man. You gotta let you gotta let them boys know that hey, we out here looking at them and uh, they want to speak. We got a platform for them to come out and speak on the show, man. Uh, and also, I want to say shout out to your uncle Tyrese for putting this together, man, and making it happen. Uh, once again, Malachi, we appreciate you. Like Mike said, good luck, man, and best wishes on the season. Take care, Malachi. Take care, brother. All right, thank you, man. Let's get into the uh, NFL. The Panthers uh, announced Monday that there will be no fans allowed or no tailgate in the first game versus the Raiders, uh, which is good because I don't think they want to get that massacre, massacre that's uh, about to happen. Oh, so. oh, well, watch your tone. Uh. Watch your tone. I'm going to go ahead and put this out there. Uh, this is for Gil, a.k.a. Tyler, Terrell. Uh, y'all can get that ass back. You heard mm. me. You heard it on the lounge. Mm. All right. Yeah. Um, and them boys. Uh, what? Are, and them boys at your job. <laughs> tell them this, Big Earl. Tell, tell Big Earl, the president, CEO, Raider Nation, that, <laughs> that ass is gonna get. Well, and I wanted to put twenty dollars on the game and a six pack of Bud Light. Well, okay. So, uh, before anybody get carried away or out of hand, just know. It's going to be a clean sweep, and I don't want to hear nobody hooting about it out of us. All right. Now, oh, just like I said, Gil, I hope you hear me, boy. Tune in. <laughs> Tune in. That ass will be whooped. Uh, uh, I, I, see, I, see, I see you put something in the show about Ryan Erlacher and Mike, but I'm kind of like, fuck Brian Erlacher after what he did, so I ain't even going to address that, dude. Well, they was getting on his ass, so. Yeah. <laughs> he done cut up. Um, but your Jaguars uh, trade—I uh, call him Yan <laughs> Yannick into the uh, Vikings for a second round, uh, a second round pick, and a conditional fifth round pick, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. And uh, this and uh, you said this could be—he he, he could be going through his third Pro Bowl this year. Not uh, a conditional; it's a conditional fifth round pick, which uh, means okay. if he makes the Pro Bowl. And we get a third round drop pick. That's uh, conditional. Uh, 
No, it's Yannick. It's uh, he's defensive lineman, right? D yeah. D tackle. Yeah, yeah the end. And uh, y'all don't y'all got Kalatis Campbell too? No, nah, we'll let him go. Y'all let him go. Okay. I was impressed uh, with their defensive line when we went down. Um, Jack uh, Jack Land. Uh, it's unfortunate to see them. Uh, you know, break down. Like I said, uh, what's the cornerback that left a while back? Ramsey. Uh, Ramsey. I think everything started going downhill when um, when he left. Um, and then, of course, Tom Coughlin and his shenanigans. Um, it's just, you know, it's crazy. Um, who y'all feel like going to trade the Vikings or the Jags? The Jags. I, I think the Jags want it in, in, in the NBA, uh, if you want to take hindsight, just because of those draft picks, stockpiling draft picks. You know, he, he really, I mean, I know he was a big asset to uh, what y'all had going on, but it's like uh, at the same time. I can get these picks, you know, bring somebody in that's going to want to be here, you know what I'm saying, and start building this culture. So I think the Jazz won in the long run. Yeah, I agree, especially if they have a decent season um, with making that trade. You know, they could, you know, at least make the playoff, hopefully. You know, I think I, I give everybody the benefit of that. They could make the playoffs with that potential, uh, I mean, with that uh, trade going down, then, um, you know, it is what it is at that point, you know. You got Mike, something good coming in. Mike, what you think about your team? You're kind of quiet over there, man. What Don't do them like that now. Yeah, I think we uh, <laughs> think we won the trade. Uh, like you said, we're trying to create a new culture, but unfortunately, you know, the GM and coach ain't going to be around to see it. But uh, Did you just say the that. GM and the coach ain't going to be around yeah, to see it? Yeah, we said they're getting up out of yeah. there, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, they next. But uh, just that whole Tom Coughlin, just – it's crazy. We go, you go from 2017 being one game away from the Super Bowl to now, right, right. to now being projected to one of the worst teams in the NFL. It's crazy. Uh, I think only four or five guys from that team is even left on the team. But that's all they did. And with the whole Fournette thing, which we're going to talk about next, it's, it, it is he was also a part of that Tom Coughlin regime. So that's another reason why he was cut and released. They just cleaned the house from that whole regime. So, so, so speaking of Fortnite, you know, y'all released them like 24 hours, less than 24 hours after y'all did the trade with Yannick. Uh, do, y'all, do you feel like y'all, uh, y'all tanking? Uh, or y'all just cleaning the house and trying to establish a new culture? I think just cleaning the house, trying to establish a new co- culture. Like, like Coach said, if he, if they're tanking, then that means he won't have a job. So, uh, I don't think that tanking on purpose or just, you know, comes with the job, but. Uh, we we are not the worst team in the NFL, but uh, you know. Who that is? The Panthers. Well, I know you was gonna say nah. that. <laughs> the Bengals. Are you gonna be the worst, the worst team? The Bengals are a lot worse. A lot worse here. Uh, just because you added Joe Barrow, it's not gonna well, change. Well, thank our, God. Our, yeah, yeah. Whole uh, yeah. franchise. I, I forget about the Bengals, but yeah, you're right. Redskins. Uh, you know, shout out to our boy Mike. Mike, Mike you can't say that. Say Washington. Uh, Washington. You know, shout, shout, <laughs> oh. shout out to our boy. You know, that's his squad, but. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so let me ask you this: um, what, what, what you feel like is the next move for y'all? Like, what, what's next? Just keep building through I the draft. Already, I know you already said you're gonna establish coach. So, you think y'all gonna get it through the draft? Uh, that's the only way. Unless we use some of that draft, just draft capital, and get a more key guy. But um, I do think we, uh, you know, don't be surprised we get clowning on her. Uh, you know, we got some money for clowning? you. Clowning. 
Yeah. Did you say Clowney? Yeah. Yeah, Gary said, you think Clowney going to take that pay cut to come down there? Oh, ain't no state tax in Florida, so he might. Uh, you know, we're releasing Fournette and no longer having uh, Jan. We got like 31-something million of free cap space. I don't think y'all are playing. Uh, you know what? I think y'all are playing. Clowney been, uh, right been getting the bag since he's been the lead, boy. <laughs> Low key. For doing nothing, right? Uh, for doing nothing. But if he want a job for anybody in the league, he gonna have to drop. He gonna have to drop that price point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. What's his price point? Fifteen. Seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, it was Almost. twenty. Though, right? Yeah, it was twenty at first. But that boy ain't got enough film for all that. Right. <laughs> he damn real dumb. But uh, he ain't got enough film. I like our key. I mean, you know, a young core. You know, we got a bright future to build on. So uh, just don't sleep on us, man. This defense. You know, um, I ain't gonna sleep on you, man. I just don't want y'all sleeping on my Panthers neither. You know, I think we ought to support each other in times well, like we this. We snoozed on y'all niggas. We snoozed. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, Mike. You know, before we, before we while we was recording this, we seen um, Fournette. He made his way to the Buck, but um, before that, um, where, where did y'all think he was gonna go before he made his move to the Bucks? Where did y'all think he was gonna go? I thought he was going back home. I thought he was going. Where's home? Uh, New Orleans. New Orleans. I thought he was going to the Patriots, no doubt. Yeah. Or, well, yeah. That would have been a good fit, Patriots. Yeah, I, I had the Chiefs or the, or the Seahawks because I know uh, they, need, they need running backs. The Chiefs, but he's a starter, though, Chris. He would have started. They, they started. For the, chi- they started. For the Chiefs? Yeah, they started running backs set out this year. He opted out. Oh, okay. Yeah, he would have started. Go in there and get you a little one year deal. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Tom Brady uh, got another weapon. And yeah. the NFC South just got that much harder. It did, man. I was crying. I'm crying. Like, this, the bus is really going to beat us twice this year. <laughs> that was going to happen anyway. But, um, boy, no, <laughs> my, my. but to be told, bus ain't won a game in two years against us. <laughs> yeah. He, he wanted to talk big boy shit. He wanted to talk big boy shit. Well, I thought they beat y'all last year when Cam got hurt in the rain. They did first game. But listen, I don't Ooh, count that. Oh, like, <laughs> my, my YouTube day was smart. <laughs> oh, I tried to slide yeah, it in. That's yes. one game. That's one game in two years, man. Like, come on. My boy will hurt. Mm-hmm. So with the season being a... Uh... A week week away, you can say, uh, do y'all think it's a make or break year for make Baker Mayfield? Mm, I do. I do too, Mike. I, do I, think, too. I think he on the clock. Yes, he is. He is on that clock. Because he got too fucking talented around him to be too much. Offense <laughs> and, and defense. <laughs> and they just got that, uh, who, who was it, Cooper or Hurt? Who did they get? Cooper? From uh, which, what, what position play? Tight end. Oh, they got uh. Oh, Hurst, they got one now. No, uh, I think uh, Hurst went to the, the, the Falcons. I forgot. Uh, I forgot who the damn Browns got, but they they they, they dropped the bag on them. Yeah, they, they dropped the bag. Then they got uh. Then they got uh, Odell and uh, Landry. Then got the two stud running backs. So ain't no excuses on offense. Yeah, uh, but um, I think uh, I seen Nick Chubb got hurt. Hurt, but I know he got walked off the field. I don't know if he got hurt though. But so. it, but they still got a uh, Kareem Hunt though. Yeah, they do. They do. They do. Um, uh, Derwin James getting hurt. I think he uh, tore his meniscus, right? Yeah, he does. Yeah. Uh, do y'all think the Chargers should pursue Earl Thomas? If you want to win. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Uh, and he's still out there if you want to win. I think he fits that culture. You know, that's a pretty – that D-line and no that front coach. seven. Huh? Ain't got no culture. Who, the Chargers? Yeah, they, yeah, the Chargers. They ain't got no culture. That tough defense. Like I said. They ain't got no fan base. If you want to win. in L.A., you got to think. Yeah. San Diego. Yeah, they did. They did. But still. Still. Top-notch defenses. Seau. Uh, Rodney Harrison. Yeah, but when the last time you seen the Chargers be like that? Like that's when they was rocking. That's when the boat was rocking. They ain't been rocking like that lately. They got their culture back. Got Bosa now, Ingram, uh, Pyramid. It could be James, but he always hurt. Yeah, I think uh, they should pursue Earl Thomas. Uh, it would be a good pickup. But I also <laughs> seen that they named Tyrod Taylor the starter today. That kind of shocked me, man. I thought they were gonna go with the young bull, but I guess they want to. They want to do them like they did, uh, like they did Tyrod and Cleveland. You know what I'm saying? Well, I get you through a couple of games, then y'all can bring him in. You know what I'm saying? But hold on, hold on. Uh, Tyrod ain't no damn pushover though. He man. ain't, but he always gets shitted. He he just, get that's all I was about to say. He just ain't never had a fair, you know, fair, fair chance. Yeah. Like even with, uh, you know, down in Buffalo, man. Like they just had other plans for him, man. Or with the Browns, he made the playoffs that year it's too. Just, he did. Yeah. It's just it's unfortunate, man, for him though, dog. You know, but I'm I'm glad he ain't, like lost his spirit and uh, he's still hanging in there. I don't think uh, I don't think your boy ready though. Herbert was my man. Herbert. He ain't ready. Shit, they ain't ready. Hell, my luck on out there. He can't be no worse than Drew Lock. Hell, <laughs> mm. Drew Lock ain't trash now. He ain't. That's what I'm saying. But Herbert ain't bad. He's he just inconsistent. Just inconsistent. Uh, do y'all think? The Dolphins should start to a week one, or just ease them, ease them, ease them into the game. Like let Josh Rosen start like five, five games, eight games, maybe. Nah, they named Fitzpatrick to start. Oh, they named Fitzpatrick. Yeah, Josh Rosen might as well just hang it up, man, bro. <laughs> you got, nah, you got old man Fitz still beating you out, man. Come on, man. I think Fitzpatrick dating somebody dog on that team. Boy, Is it coach, man, yeah. GM, somebody. Man, man. Um, nah, but yeah, I think Tua should start though. Yeah, I think he should start too, Mike. I should think he should, I think he should start too. Go ahead and throw him out there. If, if it's hit fine, go ahead and throw him out there. I ain't going nowhere this year. Yeah. Um, well, he's definitely had plenty of time to, to heal. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so who who y'all got? Uh, who y'all preseason MVP candidates? Y'all got preseason? Yeah, like before the season start. Like who you got winning MVP? Um, I'm going Mahomes, uh, Lamar, Brady, and uh, CMC. Ooh. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, he got a lot. <laughs> he got a big workload there. Mm, me? Let me see. Uh, I hate to say this, but it might be. We might. We might. That might be an MVP candidate this year. Uh, I'm gonna say Dak. Uh, uh, Lamar. Uh, Brady. And Breeze. I think I think those those might be the ones. I think it's gonna be an air out season, man. Yeah. If if Breeze can stay healthy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got Brady, Breeze, Patrick. And I'm going with that boy Cam. Oh. What? 
You should have saved that for the next one. <laughs> I'm going for that boy, Cam. Yeah, 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 yeah. You should have left it in because up next we got uh, we said we, we want to know who the uh, MVP Dark Horse is. Who 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 would be that one to sneak in and say it? Be the one sneak in and get it. Yeah, my guy's Dak. You want to sneak Dak. in? Just based on the weapons I'm he got. It. I'm gonna say it again. I'm going with that boy Cam. <laughs> Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Let me break it down to the to the to the one before, sound. Before you start, even 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 w- w- without Sadoon, you going with Cam? I'm going with Cam. Ah. And let me tell you why. And this is for all. Listen up. This is to all the one six seven lounge listeners. You feel me? Can you feel it? You don't play for Big Bill and embarrass him. <laughs> you're coming to play and you're coming to win. I'm going with Cam. Mm. Yeah. Big Bill just made an announcement today. Cam Newton is one of the hardest working men in football today. And I believe that statement. What's you gonna say about his quarterback? So what's I believe that statement. So what's your uh, uh touchdown uh, predictions for Cam? Twenty twenty? I mean what twenty 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 five? Twenty rushing? Twenty twenty rushing, twenty five passing? Fifteen rushing, twenty five passing. Touchdowns? Yeah. Hmm. I don't, I don't, mm, I'm gonna say 15 rushing, 20 passing. So y'all, come on, man. We go on that goal line, man. That's easy. That's I walk. Oh, the park, you, you, hear, you hear what he said? Did you hear what he said, Mike? Well, that's walking. He, said, but, uh, he what? get on that goal line. But don't tell my brother that shit. Well, do he that. forgot. Oh, he forgot Cam ain't there no more. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's hard to believe. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, like, you know, if, if you think about all the times Tom Brady was on the goal line or you know, within the, well, hell, I don't think I've ever really had to see him uh, play uh, within the 20 yard line like that because uh, he's always throwing that rock. But, you know, just in case uh, you guys forgot, uh, Cam Newton can run that, run that motherfucker. 20 yards in, man. Easy. So, um, I am giving them 15 rushing, 20 yard, 20, 20 uh, touchdowns passing, man. Um, for my MVP, Dark Horse, um, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't really know. I just, just got to wait till the season starting to see, man. I don't know. Um, can't, can't, the Cam, the Cam, Cam name coming up is pretty interesting, but I, I don't know. I, I got to see. I got to see. Um, who do y'all think gonna be the uh, dark horse team of the uh, of the NFL this year? Who's gonna pop up and be like, "Oh, we 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 expect them to be good, but they they nice." <laughs> um, let me see. I say the Cardinals, probably Cardinals. dark horse team. Yeah, that's a good pick. That's a good pick. Surprised a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of interested to see what uh, old buddy gonna do since uh, DeAndre Hopkins there. And he got, I, I keep forgetting they got Kenyon Drake. He's pretty uh, good acquisition on their backfield to have for the type of offense that they run. Um, dark course. I, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna go with the Broncos. I'm gonna go with the Broncos. I think a lot of people sleeping on the Broncos because they think they're young and they, they're kind of weak on the defensive end, but I'm, I'm gonna run with the Broncos. Man. Yeah, they got a deep, I mean, they um, receiving calls real nice. Yeah, yeah. Hatch, you got you got the team in mind. Hell yeah! What you got? They may not they may not uh, make the playoffs, 
So they're gonna make some noise, man. I'm 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 going with the home team. I don't care what nobody <laughs> says. Hell yeah, the goddamn Panthers. This is why. Because the uh, odds are stacked against us, man, and uh, you know, we're still going through some transitions. Um, I just feel like I I believe in Teddy in a lot of ways. And I still believe in that defense with Luke Kickley being gone. Um, you know, just gotta stay consistent and uh, you know, reach for the stars, man. I I really got a lot of faith in them, man. They talking about us going down two and fourteen this year, man. That shit hurt. So uh yeah, I'm I'm going with them, man. Well, uh before we get up out of here, man, um, I'm, I'm gonna let Mike kind of tell y'all about the uh, the pick'em lead that we got on, got going on, and uh, how y'all think enjoying it. Uh, if y'all interested in joining, uh, Mike, let's go. Yeah, we got a we saw the NFL pick'em lead. Um, basically, you download uh, Yahoo Fantasy Sports just through that app. Um, we'll give away a prize. Prizes are free lounge one six seven shirt and a free customized football done by Finesse Customs. Um, the person who has the best record week eight will win the T-shirt, and the person with the best record at the end of the season will win the customized football. Um, if you think you know football, um, please join. We'd love to have you on. Um, also, if you're interested, whatever social media platform you follow us on, just DM us, and we will send you the details over to get you onto the NFL Pick'em League. Oh, yeah, most of y'all can follow us on Instagram at the Lounge167Podcast. Y'all can follow us on Twitter at the Lounge167Pod. Y'all also can find us on Facebook at the Lounge167Podcast. Um, I think that's a wrap, fellas. A pretty good episode, I think. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all got any closing remarks? Man, I just want to say, man, thank you guys for another, another exciting week with the Lounge, man. Uh, as all, man, we do appreciate you guys' support. Um, just want to give you a little side message, man. Uh, you see what's going on here in the world, man. Just want you guys to take care of each other. Uh, you know, just know that uh, tomorrow ain't promised today. So if you know somebody, you care about somebody, man, give them a hug, give them kisses. Make sure you tell them you love them. Every day you walk out that door, man. Uh, thanks again, guys, for supporting us. Uh, tune in. Mike? Yeah, um, like Johnny said, thank you for support. Uh, once again, condolences to the John Thompson family. Um, a stat and a, and a statistic I didn't know was that about, out of 77 players that stayed all four years, 75 of those guys graduated with college degrees under John Thompson's um, time at Georgetown. I think that's a tremendous stat. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't get enough uh, recognition because you know, a lot of coaches today really don't care. You see a lot of one-and-done players, but, um, you know, John Thompson, uh, you know, he knew the importance of education, and I just thought that was a real big stat, man, and um, that's all I got for tonight. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Uh, I forgot to mention this during the damn college segment, uh, but did y'all, did y'all see where uh, Jamie New- Newman, uh, the quarterback at Georgia, uh, opted out and said he's going to go to the uh, NFL draft? No, I didn't see that. Yeah. yeah. I, don't think that was, I don't think that was a wise choice, but... Well, rumor, rumor is he got beat out by the transfer, uh, JT Daniels. That's, that's the rumor. So, 
don't know. We'll see when Georgia uh play. We'll see. We'll see. He gonna he gonna get beat out at the damn combine too. <laughs> yeah, but they, uh, Tommy, I think Tommy Shea got a rank number six at the position on the board. So we'll see. Yeah. Me neither, boy. Skeptical. Uh, once again, man, we appreciate your support. We appreciate y'all coming through, man. You no, know, tell a friend, tell a friend to pull up to the Lounge One Six Seven podcast. We always get it popping, man, and we out. Peace out.